she is an entrepreneur with a boutique business and non-profit called Code Red Ministries. She is trained with the Maxwell Leadership Team and Dr. Raham of Personality Insights with the DISC program. DISC is a popular framework to understand personality traits. And in today's episode, let us chat with Valerie Howe about various personality traits with regard to DISC framework. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a Better Future. Friends, I'm your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow IT professional, but on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. And through the Guiding Voice, we drive conversations that matter, conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Successful leaders across the globe share their knowledge and wisdom with our audience so that our audience will acquire more knowledge by tuning into our podcast for every minute than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for joining me. And we are extremely pleased to have Valerie part of our show. Valerie, hearty welcome to The Guiding Ways. And I'm super excited to have you part of today's episode. Oh, thank you so much. And it's nice to be here. And thanks for having me. Pleasure uh, to have you, Valerie. And let's get started. Maybe you can briefly share your career journey with our audience so that they get to know your background. Okay, I have kind of a dual thing going on because I have the Codred Ministries, which is a nonprofit. Uh, I speak and write for um, Christian groups, and basically that just means that I'm going to different places speaking. And um, I also have radio shows, and so these radio shows are small segments. Uh, every day, five days a week. I've got about 75 stations now, which thank you, God, for that. And the this, this 75 stations broadcast this 90-second snippet. And um, we are seeing people even across the world being able to see it when it's live streamed. So that's an amazing thing. That, that just started, in, I think I've been doing that maybe close to 10 years now. And it's just amazing how many people listen to radio and podcast and live streaming and all that. And then what I do is I speak probably about 27 times a year uh, to groups. But what we've done is taken the, the snippets, made them into devotional books. And so we I also have it out that way and uh, love to do that. And then the career journey really started about 30 years ago and a kind of a fluke thing happened. They needed a story on mentoring and I had done it because I was training to speak. But this is funny because I think everybody ought to know this. Um, When I started to train to speak, when I really felt like God was calling me to do it, I went to a training with these people and I had 45 pages of material for a 45 minute talk. I mean, it was just, it's so funny to think about now. And they were like, oh my gosh, you could write a book, you know? And so what happened was because I had done all that preparation, it ended up that somebody needed it in a book and I was able to publish it. So it was kind of, it was just crazy how that kind of went. And then that way it started the speaking, uh, led to the radio shows years later, that kind of thing. And um, at that time we, well, I'll tell you that later, but anyway, and so So the other part of it is then my daughter is in fashion design. I stayed home for 22 years. I have five kids and she, we started some pop-up shops. And at my age, I said, I'm done with pop-up shops because I don't want to move that stuff in and out. Let's just open up something. And we opened up this boutique 
And some people couldn't open up, so don't be jealous of me. But at May the 4th, 2021, we opened our, our store. We'd opened for a brief period someplace else, but then COVID hit. And so we couldn't do it. So in 2021, we opened up May 4th. Would that be right? Yeah, because you couldn't open in 2020. So anyway, the bottom line is it may have, now I'm thinking about that. It may have been May 4th, 2020, but when we could open up, that's the point. Uh, We did. And I think people were so tired of being indoors that it was like, we don't care what we buy. We're going to buy anything. And so that's kind of how our career started. And we've expanded now. We opened pop-up shops in 2019. We now have four times the space that we had. And um, people are, they like coming in our store because it's home. And I think that that's, that's the big issue is if you can make it home. Uh, so that's kind of my my dual career. So the speaking has to be gauged with that. But my daughter, she actually does everything behind the scenes. So this is good, like the buying, the all the taxes and all those kind of things. She does all of that. And that's the part she likes. And she does have her degree in fashion design and merchandising. So that helps us a lot. And then so she has actually has another job. And then I run the store on a daily basis and I love the sales part. And so that's kind of it in a nutshell. So how's that? It's great. Uh, quite ex- exciting. And uh, yeah, you never know what kind of uh, career he's in for us. And sometimes we have to go by the flow. And uh, I, I can see like you initially started uh, skeptically, but you are able to pull it off. And uh, right now you're store size is expanded four times and one thing what uh, i like the most is your customers feel like home right if you can offer yes. that kind of experience to the customer that nothing more than that <laughs> nothing more than yes that. Mo- moving to the next one in your 30 years of your professional life right what are some top three things that help you to be successful well um one is i i just i i wait god has showed me what to do and you just wait on him to see what he wants to do. The second thing would be that there are some things that you have to do to be consistent. You know, you have to keep looking at your goals. And and I'm even finding that, you know, I'm going to be 60 this year and you're still having to be consistent. You know, you've got to stay with it. Um, like for instance, I've written a thousand radio shows, I think it is now. And so but you know what to do with those. So in other words, putting them into books, things like that. Think about what you have and use that. Secondly, the whole thing is about adding value to other people. If you can remember that, especially as a speaker, that's huge. Am I adding value to my audience? Because you won't be asked to speak if you don't. And secondly, if I don't, I'm I'm whist- I'm just, as they would say in America, whistling Dixie. I, I would just be spinning my wheels to speak and not have any value added to my audience. So it's so much more fun um, to see people go in oh, your, you know, when I, and you, you know that you're doing something that helps them so incredible. And I, and so that'd be the third thing. I, I want to help people. I want them to leave my store or my presence at any time going, Hey, that was, She's got something to offer me that is going to help me in my life. 
And um, I saw your episode, started the episode on being kind to other people. And the first guy that you interviewed, unbelievable, because I it's exactly it. When a person walks out of our store, and we had this happen recently, and this woman had just had a baby, and she she didn't like the size she was in. But anyway, we never tell a customer a lie. We don't tell them they look good in something if they don't. Her friend loved the outfit, but I realized, okay, what can we do to help this out? And I went and got her a jacket that actually was a smaller size, but it was kind of oversized. So for her being in a smaller size was just amazing. But she was going on this trip, ended up, it was her birthday. She was happy. We were happy. And so when when we walked out, I have a new worker and she goes, Valerie, I get it. It's not just about selling clothes because we were all happy. I was like, exactly. (laughs) And so that is, you know, that's it. That is the top of everything you do when somebody walks out and you have helped them. There's no, what it doesn't get any better than that, you know? Yeah. Sometimes people lie to the customers, uh, right? Just to impress them and all, but being authentic uh, uh, pays in the long run. And it is going to establish that kind of trust uh, with the customer. It, and uh, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. Makes they sense. know you're lying too. Yeah. They know you're lying if you're just wanting a sale yeah. um, and then they won't come back. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I concur with you. And and in the entrepreneurial journey, right? What are some toughest lessons that you have learned? Maybe we start with some vision, taking a plunge into entrepreneurship, but uh, later we realize, okay, uh, probably we would have done a better risk mitigation or risk assessment. Likewise, we tend to find out certain things which we didn't anticipate before taking that particular plunge, right? Right. Everybody is not your friend. <laughs> That's probably the biggest. You know, I'm a, I was a tr- very, very trusting person. I I still tend to be some, but I think it's caused me to be a little bit, sus- you know, a little suspicious of people because people will take advantage of you if they can, some people. I don't want to say that about everybody, but some people will probably the hardest lesson I've learned because you just, wow, you don't, you think people will do you right, but just everybody won't. And, and so you have to be, I think discerning would be good. How about that? Let's say that discerning and not suspicious because that's, that doesn't help you either, but discerning on, well, maybe this isn't the best case scenario. So, yeah. Yeah, great. Thanks for sharing that. And now let's talk about your uh, experience getting trained by Maxwell. John Maxwell is the most coveted leader in the personality development and the leadership uh, uh, topics, right? He has written so many wonderful books and all, right? So what is it getting trained by an eminent personality like John Maxwell? Um, it, it, like, it was really great because he, the thing is, mainly on his team, they have like mentors, they, they call them mentors, and but they're the ones that train like on speaking or coaching or whatever. So mine was mainly on the speaking end. And uh, so Roddy Galbraith is under John Maxwell is the one that actually trained me. Um, but let me tell you, in 2016, I was in a place that wasn't good. And I went to John Maxwell team. <clears throat> That's where we learned about adding value to other people and um, I tried out to be on stage the second event I went to. <clears throat> There's like two events a year. And so 
I went to the second event, tried out to speak on stage, and I I won the right to speak on stage. And there was only 10 people out of about two, 2,500 of us that got to speak on stage. So I was, it was a huge honor. Um, if you're a speaker for Jumbotrons and 2,500 people is like, oh my gosh, I am so in heaven. You know, some people are scared to death to speak. I was like, give me the microphone. I'm so excited. And so, um, but Roddy toned my speech, a three minute, well, not a speech, it's a talk, but three minute uh, story, basically. 17 times before I got on stage. I mean, I couldn't have forgotten it if I wanted to. You're thinking, what else could you put in or take out? But what it did for me was um, they said this was all about adding value, adding value. And I guess I thought I was doing that. But my last line was, if you can learn to love yourself, you, if you can learn to laugh at yourself, you can learn to love yourself. And these, the, the, like you could hear the audience go, <gasps> and I walked off the stage and I was like, oh my goodness, never settle for less than that. You know what I mean? It was absolutely phenomenal that these people got it. And um, so for me, I've met a lot of friends of people that speak. Uh, John is like, it, just listening to him was amazing. The techniques that uh, Roddy taught me that John actually implements, it's invaluable. I, I, I just can't say it enough, and I makes me a better speaker. Awesome. Uh, so practicing 17 times, right? <laughs> that's, that's quite uh, intensive, but uh, you're enjoying that, enjoying the effort that you've spent, and the final outcome must be amazing. And uh, with that, let's move to the core of today's topic about this uh, disk profiling, right? Uh, I think you have uh, undergone that Dr. Ram of personality insights. And can you share uh, briefly about uh, this disk profiling and how does it help somebody in terms of building great relationships with others? You know, honestly, I wish I was even better at it than I am because it is, I have used, if, if you can get to know somebody on this level, and, you know, it's D-I-S-C. Okay. It's dominant. I, I wrote it down so I wouldn't get it wrong. Dominant, influencing, steady, or compliant. A dominant person is one that we're going to get it done. An influencing person, we want to have fun at everything. Okay. But steady is like you're more sensitive, like you're more empathetic. And if you're compliant, you're very let's do this methodically. So you can see that like the, the let's get it done methodically and the fun person, they might like clash <laughs> because, you know, and a lot of times those are the people that are married to each other. Okay. Or if you're dominant and you're sensitive, like, yes, you want to get it done at all costs if you're a D, but the sensitive one's like, oh yeah, but that might hurt somebody's feelings. So anyway, the point I'm making is if you can know the person in their realm, even if you're another realm, then you are going to be able to relate with them in a way that makes sense to them. Otherwise, it ends up sometimes getting entangled. So so my husband and I are absolutely the opposites. OK, and most of the time you have two traits, not just one. So like I'm a D.I. and I I want to have fun at it. Actually, I tend to be I.D. So I, let's have fun at it and get it done. He is more like, 
that there has to be a method and a routine and all of that kind of thing, right? But if I can understand that, he's not trying to ruin my fun, so to speak. He is, he, but he wants it to be methodical and routine. And sometimes if he needs to see that he can break out of the routine, then let's just have a really good time. So, so what I'm saying is all that together says, I'm just talking about me and my husband, but you can imagine with your kids, what if they're different? What if everybody could look at it as this is, this is the way that we need to um, relate Dr. Rome himself started this because he could not relate with his daughter. And after he did this and it implemented it, they have they begin to have an amazing relationship. So I think that's pretty uh, incredible because he is totally more of an I and she definitely was like more of the, you know, here we go. We got to do it this way. And he just couldn't see it. And so he thought she was being uh, what do you say? disobedient when the truth was it was just a difference in her personality and she just couldn't understand the way he operated so i think that's really cool that disc too yeah i've gone through this uh disc profiling during one of my corporate uh, leadership trainings during my stint with g but you have explained it um, so that even a layman can understand and that that's wonderful uh, valerie and moving to the next question right can you talk briefly about the generations be it from the workplace perspective or in general, like what, what's your opinion about uh, uh, dealing with various generations? Well, I do think this. I have watched my, I have five kids. Like I said, they're between ages of 27 and 37, right? This second. So I had them all in nine and a half years. So that was kind of crazy. You know, the thing is what I've seen is my parents and actually my husband's parents too had a, a great impact on my kids. And probably more than than I did in the sense that they would listen to their grandparents for their parents. You know, sometimes you get in those teenage years, your parents aren't too smart and all that. Funny how your parents get smarter when you have kids. But anyway, um, but the thing is, I think that for me, the generation says this kind of thing. We we've lost the skill to be able to relate with the different generations. And so what I like the best is this. My daughter and I have this boutique together and she's my youngest and she sees things totally different than the way I would have done them. But that doesn't make her wrong or bad, nor does it make the way I learned them wrong or bad. So you have to, there has to be some negotiation in that. I am a little, I would say dismayed that Sometimes the younger generation, it seems that they are wanting to do away with history and you can't do away with history because it happened. And so it, even if you want to knock it, you can't. And it's not even good to because if you don't learn from history, then you're doomed to repeat it. And so I think it's really important that we have open dialogue among generations. And I think also, and probably I'm going to say, I'm going to ask you this question, but in India, I, you know, there needs to be respect for these older people. And one thing I do think is really, really important is my mom and dad were hard workers. We were taught to be hard workers. We have instilled that in our kids. So we don't have anybody that's lazy. And nowadays it seems as if, well, if I don't want to do it and I just don't like it, we throw it off. Well, guess what? Sometimes you just have to stay in it and it'll pay off. But 
but I think that we need to know that between generations and we can do it in a good way, but it's got to be taught. Yeah. So that's kind of my, yeah. Yeah, it is, it is much needed, uh, but respect, respecting the elder generations, right? It is uh, slowly fading away. And uh, especially in India, like what happens is we are taught uh, to respect elders, like right from, there is a phrase in Sanskrit, which I will tell you, like Matru Devo Bhava, Pitru Devo Bhava and Guru Devo Bhava. Like, means respect your mom, respect your dad and respect your teacher as if they are gods. Right. So likewise, everything is inbuilt in the culture. And but however, due to uh, influence of uh, other other cultures and all, it is slowly fading away. But it is important that kids get exposure to the uh, previous generations and uh, the kind of wisdom that they actually can offer. Right. It is humongous. And which, which means like uh, if you're speaking to your grandparent for an hour, it is worth reading more than five to six books. Right. And all they are yeah. sharing yeah, <laughs> from from yeah. their own experience. That's how I feel. And uh, unfortunately, I didn't have the luxury of enjoying with my grandparents and all. But I can totally relate to that. And this is such a beautiful uh, uh, topic. And thanks. Thanks for covering that. And uh, Valerie, this has been fabulous conversation. But uh, let's add some spice to the episode. Uh, with your consent, I'm going to kick off a quick rapid fire round. Are you OK with that? OK. <laughs> okay. Yep, I'm good. So, yeah, what has been a best dream in your life so far? Speaking to as many people about truth as possible. Ah. Biggest dream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what is one best piece of advice that you have received so far? Oh, gosh. I, 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 had, to, I, I had to think about love Jesus, be consistent, and add value to other people. There it is, right there. I think ah. it's all, in, all inclusive there. How's that yeah. sound? <laughs> wonderful wonderful be consistent add value and love jesus wow and moving to the third one what can you describe yourself in just one word other than your name De <laughs> determined that's what my name means too that's it ah. i am determined okay yeah. and and do you want to correct anything in your past um that i regret is that what you're asking me yeah yeah, yeah. um i need to listen more mm -hmm. and apply what i learn Oh, mm -hmm. wow, very, very profound. And uh, people think or assume that they're listening, but they listen to uh, with the intent to respond <laughs> rather than re listening to understand, right? That That's the common trend that we see. That That's uh, great. Yeah. And yeah, with that, let me move to the final question out of the rapid fire. What is one electronic gadget that you would like to see or invent yourself, Valerie? Hey, this is what I want to see. <laughs> I want to see. A, uh, you know, a thing that will buckle you up in the car, like automatically, like kids' car seats, you know, like they can say, hey, Siri, buckle me up. And it does it in a safe way. It does it correctly, all that stuff. And so it could just like it, whatever their weight or height or whatever, it'll just do it automatically. Man, would that not make everybody's life easier? <laughs> and the kids would love it. Hey, hey, Siri, buckle me up. They would love it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it is too far away because uh, we are already in the generation of uh, autonomous cars and a lot of development is happening in that space. <laughs> yeah, I know. But we need it. We need it because, listen, grandparents are like, oh, my gosh, how do you get this kid in a car seat? I don't even know, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I'm pretty good at it now, though. So. 
Interesting. So great rapid fire. And with that, let's flip back to the mainstream, Valerie. And one final question before I let you go. What will be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers or lives? Okay, we've gone over this, but be consistent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, you know, even, okay, now I'm going to say this. That seems to be the hardest thing for me. So maybe that's it. But being consistent, I've I've really prayed about that. Like, God, how am I consistent? Well, and he shows me the radio shows are going out every day. Yeah. And um, I've said a lot of words that weren't so great, but those are being redeemed. And I'm so happy about that. So being consistent. But here's the thing. This is how you do that. You give your best today and every day. And you you have to be eager to learn because if you stay stagnant, you're going to die. And um, that all of that adds up to adding value to other people. But you got to consistently think about it because it gets hard some days because some people are just not nice, <laughs> you know. But the thing is, you have to be the one that says, OK, if I want to make it in this, I'm going to keep going. I am going to learn how to deal even with difficult people and, and hang on, you know, because it will get better. It does get better, but then it's going to get worse and then it gets better. So you, you have to understand that it's just ebb and flow and it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong, but hang on to those days. This would be the last thing. Hang on to those days when the girl comes in and she gets what she wants and you're so happy. Remember that you did that because that's the thing that keeps you going. It's kind of like this. This is the analogy I give. Golfs, golfs. Wow. If you have a golf swing, you know, that's bad or whatever, but you get a putt that is amazing, guess what? You go back to the golf course and that's that's it. You know, there is there's gonna be that putt, there's gonna be that one thing that's just like, wow, look at that sale I just made. Look at that person, they're so happy because of what I said or did. And and uh, and you can tell I just get excited about that because I just think to myself, man, even today, you know what that's going to do for me today? That is going to fire me up to get started today. I'm so excited. So there you go. How's that sound? Awesome. It's simply fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the wonderful insights. And thank you so much for your time, Valerie. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure it's going to inspire our audience. Oh my gosh, this has been fun. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So pleasure to host you, uh, Valerie. And uh, folks, before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you. In case if you haven't subscribed to us already, please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from. Also, if you have loved this episode and enjoyed the conversation, request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. All right. Thank you so much in advance. Now let's hop into the trivia segment of today's episode. So today we had some wonderful conversation with Valerie on entrepreneurship, disc profiling, and dealing with various generations, etc. I thought I would speak a bit about relationship between leadership, having a positive attitude, and also displaying gratitude. You know, leaders with a positive attitude and gratitude, they start and finish every day with a positive attitude. And cultivating gratitude will actually greatly improve your mood and also influence others. Because attitude is actually a discipline. And, uh, you know, we often come across this uh, phrase which says, I hired him for attitude, but not for his skills. That's how attitude is becoming more and more important in today's workplace settings and even in business settings. And my recommendation here is based on 
research researching a couple of sites and all what successful leaders with great attitude do is they smile at the first five people that you see every day of course i'm not saying that you shouldn't be smiling at the sixth person and seventh person you have to do that smile at every person that you come across at night write down what are the positive things that you experienced about that particular day and at least do it for five times means five positive uh, things that have happened and there is some significance with this number five because five times seems to able to start a good habit and it also creates a positive mindset and one good thing about smiling is whenever we smile the smile releases chemicals that positively change our physiology and thereby influencing and affecting our mood for rest of the day likewise smiling has tons of benefits and you smile is one inexpensive way and inexpensive gift that we can offer to somebody and change their mood for rest of the day so keep smiling and uh, carry that positive attitude so likewise if you have any ad- additional tips related to being a positive leader do share your tips through social media or email me at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com and in addition to that if you have any topic recommendations or speaker suggestions please feel free to reach out to me at theguidingvoiceforyou@gmail.com thank you so much in advance and friends i am your host navin samala just a fellow it professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye signing off for today see you all in the next video.